0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Impressionable with me, Becky Lee. I am coming to you from my makeshift sound booth under Matt's duvet. We just came back from Croatia and now I have to really get a move on with my friends move. So I have a visa appointment this week and I really hope that goes well. But enough about me. Today's episode is with the amazing Callum. He is a friend of mine that's about to become a barrister. He's been called to the bar. We talk about law, what law is like in the UK, um, imposter syndrome, all the way to community boxing gyms. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think Callum is so great and hopefully you get a lot of inspiration from him about his journey and how he chooses to live his life today. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with a friend or you can rate it five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. That's super helpful. And also, if you'd ever want to reach out, you can drop me an email or find my Substack. I mentioned it in the last episode, but I didn't actually say what it's called. It's called Your Favorite Hypocrite or I'm sure you can find it if you search Impressionable Podcast. Um, And I'm going to be writing on there soon when I'm in France because I'll have time to do that. So you can all go and criticize my writing because i'm not a very good writer but i will try i will try okay God, enough about me it's just way too self-indulgent i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will see you in a couple of weeks time bye And welcome back to Impressionable. This week I'm joined by Cal.
1: Hey, hey Becky, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, not bad. Um, sort of finished, sort of finished work for the summer. Um, coming up to it anyway next week. And then um yeah, just trying to relax for us get going again in October, I suppose. How about you? Are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um I feel like things are in motion in my life too, which I'll tell you yeah. off recording. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, things are things are good, and I have a holiday to look forward to. So, where
1: are you going? Croatia. Oh, nice. What part? Split. Split. I've never been to Split. I've been to Dubrovnik, um, which is very nice.
0: Is it nice? I was meant to go, but then COVID.
1: I really, uh, yeah, no, Dubrovnik's worth it. I mean, oh. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but there are a lot of Game of Thrones fans there walking around. But um, no, it's it's kind of yeah. It's it, I didn't really know it existed. Um, just booked to kind of—I knew it existed, but I didn't know like the significance of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like in terms, it's quite an old town. It's it's a nice place. A very expensive though. Like I didn't expect it to be. Yeah, I've one of the most expensive places I've ever been to. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. out.
0: I've heard there's lots of spiders in Croatia.
1: Oh, is I didn't actually notice that. Maybe oh, yeah. I was maybe too drunk when I was there. <laughs> Um, um no, yeah, didn't mean that.
0: So for those that don't know you, could you give a bit of an introduction to like what you get up to and how you spend your time?
1: Yeah, sure. So um I suppose you could break it down to two actually. So professionally I um I am called to the bar in England. I started my pupillage in October. Um I've done various jobs in law, so I've worked for law firms and worked as a judicial assistant for high court judges and I've been a lecturer at several universities. Doing law and then socially don't really do much actually because <laughs> of all, all the, the aforementioned of what I do professionally. Um, but um, no, just tend to. Um, I, I got into DJ actually, DJing actually. So Did that's, you? Um, Yeah, I used to be. I used to be. I used to be the ad. Like I was a big seller. I used to DJ on some decks and on my map with my MacBook sort of thing. But and then I um, I started to get back into it a bit more um, just for something to do really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's me
0: well I, I can't um, wait to get into it, but I have to ask you the same thing that I ask everyone, and that's what's something that's made an impression on you recently
1: yeah that's, I think that's a really it's a difficult question because be, I mean suppose on the tube this morning there was a guy who kicked someone's dog, which left him pretty it, it was quite it was a bit, it was quite um quite a, it was quite like, quite tense actually quite a lot of people got involved
0: yeah, I can um, imagine.
1: So that was the one, I suppose that left an impression of me as to what was going on. You know when you got your AirPods in on the tube, you don't really hear anything that's going on. Yeah. Um, I just saw a guy kick a dog <laughs> and then it all kicked off. Um, but I suppose something that left a lasting impression on me. Um, I think, so, as I said, I've lectured at some universities over the years. Like um, I'm actually going back to Cambridge to be a supervisor in October. Wow. Um, in company law. So, yeah, they'll be back, back there. Um, but then I... Um, uh, I've taught at LSE, King's, and Westminster. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the things that I think left an impression on me is that actually, when you, when you um, I don't know about you when you were at university, but you kind of, um, you just kind of look at the, um, you, you get, there's some relationships you have a good relationship with the academic, and then some that it just doesn't really ever yeah. kick off, right? Um, and how rewarding it can be if it does kick off for you and the students in a nice way. Um, you know, uh, you would message an academic, one of your tutors you liked about the grade, if you got a good grade is what I did with, um, what happened with me, I got uh, quite a nice gift from my class um, after they all did quite well. So I think that left an impression on me because I'm not um, very kind of, uh, I'm very unorthodox in my teaching style, um, I'm not kind of, I'm not going to sit there and read you mm-hmm. lines and lines and lines and lines of text, but i just expect you to have done it. And then I just have a bit of a, not a laugh, but I'll make it a bit of a joke for them to enjoy the lesson because, mm-hmm. you know, I always found if it was a strict tutor, no one, everyone would be too scared to engage in case you got it wrong so I think I mean it's not probably you probably have better answers but I think one thing is is that you know if you're not if you provide a good service to people in, in that context teaching um, they can give you know it can make you feel quite a rewarding experience as well I think it's probably not a bad thing to say about jobs in general is that you know if, if you put your all in it and you're nice to people and you try and make sure everyone has a great timing, mean, it makes your job a lot easier to do um, I always find this, I used, to, I used to work in, I've worked in probably every industry you can name, pubs and all that, um, mm-hmm. and I was always trying to be nice, and then I always, when you get to a, like a, a service, industry, like a customer service place, and someone's rude, it just makes their day bad as well, just be happy and be nice to people, because you know, it, it just you, it can only get worse for you if you're in a bad mood as well.
0: Oh yeah, 100%.
1: So yeah, so I, I suppose that's the one thing, that, you know, if you try and help people, they will be nice back to you in that situation, and make you feel good. Not the best answer, but I couldn't really think of anything. No, no, I know no, I should no. have looked that up before, but I, I was trying to think of an authentic answer.
0: No, that's that's such a good answer. And I remember when we were at Cambridge together. Also, I hate mm. saying that, but, but <laughs> we, I know you. Um, you were tutoring even then, right? Yeah, I
1: was. So, yeah, was it I don't, yeah.
0: Progression into like, how did you get into like lecturing?
1: Um. So uh, we're still, and this is a, a good less a life lesson, I think, actually. So I. <laughs> this is also the story of my life, these kind of things, So I bumped into a guy at I think a football match. Mm. Like uh, I think it was a football match. Like something ridiculous, I can't remember where it was. And I was thinking to him. he did law and all that, and he said he was a law tutor. This is when I just finished my final year of undergraduate university. So I needed to I wanted to do a master's etc. But I needed to make some money. And um he said tutor privately uh, oh, for like law undergraduate students or A level students. I started doing that. I worked for this company. Um, I, think I worked for, for about three, four years in the end, mm-hmm. and then it turns out this is how and then I got into lecturing. So this that, I was doing that whilst I was at Cambridge. Um, it was yeah. quite, it was decent money. Yeah, and it, you know, enough to pay my rent sort of thing. So I, I, I did that tutoring, and then the boss of that agency is like really good friends with was good friends. I, I think they still are good friends of a law school in London. Mm-hmm. The head of the law school. And he um, he basically said Callum's quite good at tutoring. He's got got you know, good success rates of his clients. Um, you should take him on at your law school. So I got an interview there, and then I broke in, and then I was in. Um, it was and that was straight mm-hmm. after Cambridge, straight after I graduated from mm-hmm. Cambridge. So um, uh, you know, it was it was a weird one that I started teaching. I've lectured all these different places now um yeah. just because of experience like I have my own master's course coming out in October <laughs> two of them i got two master's courses coming out in October so I need to um that's what I'm spending my summer doing actually a lot of it on yeah. crypto finance law and stuff like that so it's it's just weird you know it's weird how it all works out. I mean probably the takeaway from all that is say yes to opportunities that you can see you can see where they go
0: mm, yeah 100% but for more like context how did you get into law like because you come from when we was talking, you always seemed like you're very different to your peers, right? The people that are yeah. also like pulled up to the bar, not really like conventional.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I, I well, I, I mean, then, then I don't come from a lawyer family um, yeah. at all. I, don't, I didn't know any lawyers. Um, I didn't even know. so I still don't think before I started law. I, I was trying to think that were there. I don't know. I didn't know anyone in law. Mum and dad done degrees. Um, they um, and you know they did really really well and. Um, um, it was more, yeah, I went to state school, just the kind of focus standard for 90% of the country, probably. Um, so, um, but it was weird. I mean, I don't know about your experience. I mean, I had, I remember my first week at Cambridge and a story I don't often tell, um, I um, I got, I got a few comments. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it to you when we were there, because I was really annoyed about it to people. Mm. Um, it was stuff like, uh, uh, someone asked me what class I was. I was like, what economy? I don't know what, what do you mean by that. I thought it was a joke and i don't know that they they'd be in um, no,
0: that they
1: didn't. Yeah, it's just weird. Like why would you why would you ask something so so stupid? Oh, it's just it's a weird question, isn't it? It was more just yeah. you know I didn't I think now i growing up I probably may have thought too much of it when I was there. But um I, I think yeah, I just I was I don't think I was meant to get into law. Um so I've got ADHD and dyslexia as well. Just like, Sounds like a complete madness <laughs> really for law. Um but it, it worked for my favour and I don't know. Really, I was, again, I was thinking about this, how does it end up in law? I think, uh, I wanted to do history and Spanish, um, so I speak a bit of Spanish and I was like, i will going to do that at university. And then I naturally looked at kind of graduate salaries for those kind of fields. And I was just a bit put off by it, if I'm perfectly honest. With you. <laughs> um, um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I was a bit put off by it. I was just like, and I didn't feel like I was gonna go into a job which actually related to this subject matter I studied, which for me I felt like, well, I've just gotta start a business. I don't need to go to university. I didn't really wanna do that. Um and then my parents are like, Yeah, you should think about law. I was like, Law, I'm not smart I didn't think I was smart enough to do law at the time. And then um uh I think what actually made me start doing it is how competitive it was. I'm a very competitive person. So um when I was doing football and boxing as a kid, that was one thing that just got me out of bed. Whereas law, it's like, this competition every single day. So that was um, what I, um, that's what I wanted to do um, after that. And I, I went for like, you know, when you go to those open days and speak to people, I wasn't exactly really inspired by speaking to anyone, but I was a bit like, okay, I'll, um, I'll give law a go, see how, see how it is. I think I did law in Spanish initially. Yeah, just to, and then I just realized I, I could speak Spanish anyway, so I thought it was a bit pointless going to. Carry it on well to a level that I wanted to speak it to. I didn't need to go any deeper than what I was at. Um, and then I just started, yeah, no, that, yeah, it's not really like a, a really inspirational story, but I just, um, I just kind of fell in again, I just fell into it. And then I, um, I studied, yeah, and then, um, I, I think after my first year, I came uh, one of the top in the year, I think it was. And then I realized, okay, this is actually quite serious now. Um, it's not just me, and I didn't. I didn't really mean to do it either i was just kind of i just did nine to f- you know you saw me when i was at Cambridge i just get up go to the library and then i go to bed
0: you, I, i've never met anyone as hard working as you in my life
1: <laughs> oh thanks um thank you i appreciate that i don't even mean but i didn't mean to, i just thought oh, okay i'm here i'm losing money not doing anything here um in my head that's what i was genuinely thinking when i was at uni so i'm just going to make sure that it's worth the investment because also like we, we got hit with the you know, the 9,000 pound, whatever it is, or it's more than that now, I think, but 9,000 pound a year. I was like, Christ, I'm going to make sure I pay this off. Like, I'm doing this um, on purpose. And that's, yeah, that's, really, that's kind of how I got into law, really. Um, just to, um, and I did, I've always had a sense of, I don't really like using this word, but it's like a sense of justice, right? Because um, I think it's, it's a bit corny and it's overused and the kind of understanding of it isn't quite right in some context. But I think I had, I've got an argumentative person, always have been, it's not usually a good reason to go into law. Um, cuz just cuz you argue best doesn't mean you're necessarily good at applying it. um but you i i have always had a bit of a something in my stomach to kind of stick up for people i think um to just say if someone's on my mind and i feel like someone's being treated badly i will i've always been like that i'll, I'll always say something so i think yeah it fits my kind of i think it fits my mind a bit
0: but when you when you study law at university obviously they give you plenty of options of what you can do like some people take training contracts and they become solicitors but why did you decide you wanted to be a barrister?
1: I don't think I could have worked for someone else. Um,
0: oh oh really? so but, so and for the listeners as well what's the landscape like of you like how does it how does it work?
1: Yeah so I mean I, I believe this is correct as my latest research is You have solicitors and barristers. Now it's a lot different to other jurisdictions. Like I think America, for example, I don't think it matters. Don't quote me on that, but I I think I think it doesn't really matter. Don't think they have that distinction. Now the distinction's less fine nowadays because there's various things that affect it. But a solicitor, I suppose, is like um, you kind of have the. You mentioned it. The training contract. You go and work for a firm. Um, You do a training contract, I think, for two years. But again, it's changed up because of the SQE. But um, you. And basically you kind of you're the one who traditionally was allowed to deal with what we, we you call lay clients, which is like the normal person coming in to get legal advice. The barrister traditionally wouldn't be allowed to speak directly to the lay client. It would they'd have to go through the solicitor. So what happened is let's say I had a legal issue, I'd go to a solicitor. The solicitor would deal with all the kind of initial advice, etc. Um, what we call pre action correspondence. the barrister may be involved in that. Um but and then if it goes to court, this is like a, by the way, this is a really kind of simplified what goes on. It's a lot more complicated than this. Um, they get, get get a barrister. Now it's slightly eroded, but it, it's, it's still there. So a solicitor can get higher rights now, which is when they can have, um, they can go allowed to speak in court. Um, and then a barrister can also do direct access, I think, after three years of practicing. So that means they can deal with the lay client without the solicitor, which um, is possible as well. But the, yeah, so a solicitor does a training contract. A barrister does a pupilage. Um, a training contract is two years. pupillage is one year. And not all barristers are self-employed, but you'll be at chambers and you'll be self-employed. Um, uh, the idea of self-employment is what attracted me to the bar initially. Um, you know, the idea of working yourself—it can't be enough, though. Um, uh, that I think that's what initially got me and also advocacy. I'm into my speaking, as you probably could tell of that. I wouldn't shut up sometimes. and um, then oh. um, I and mean, I, I, I think it was I think it's when it gets interesting in a case for me when I was doing law. I, specifically I wanted to do litigation and just for of listeners, that means like when you're suing people but that's not all you do in law. Mm. So a lot of law firms do like equity mergers and acquisitions and stuff like that, which doesn't involve yeah. any litigation. It's more it's more business really. Yeah. Um from what I'm aware, of, from my friends who are in this field. I wanted to go into where it's neck and neck, people are fighting it out basically um and uh you get to go to court if it gets that far and go to trial or cross-examination it's for me that was where it where it's where it gets interesting right um and i've worked in a law firm so I, I did go and work in a law firm as soon as i finished it at cambridge for experience and it was a great experience that it's a great year i had learned a lot but it reminded it told, i didn't want to be i didn't want to work in a law firm i don't think um i wanted to be self-employed and be a barrister um yeah advocacy um, kind of, is where it gets interesting. Um, I, it was it, I got told to go a barrister bar work. My head of law school, and my undergraduate said she's going to be kind of a barrister, and I didn't know what a barrister was initially, right? Um, because my my school things we speak about stuff like that. Um, but I, I didn't think every everyone really mentioned going into law. I think there's was, was only a few of us that went into law out of like several year groups. So I don't know anyone in my year who went into law, and then yeah, and then. That was it. I did a few work experiences. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. This is definitely what I want to do. It was so cool. I found just I just I always come out with it. But that's so cool.
0: So have you have you done cross-examinations before?
1: No, um I haven't done one yet. So when I start in October, I'll do my six months, six first six months, then hopefully I get to do one of on my second six. But cross-examinations, my th- well, academically, when I was at bar school, that's what I did really well in um cross-examination. I got like 97% of something crazy. I don't know how I did it. Um, and then, but it, I love it, it's like my favourite thing in the world, um, so.
0: Ripping people to shreds, i Yeah, well, it's,
1: I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it happens quite like that Tom Cruise movie, whatever it is, it's like yeah. you can't handle the truth, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I've never ever seen it go down like that in all my work experiences for several years. But I think it can, uh, it can provide, um, I think it can, it, I think in law, I think it's, depend on what field you're in, I think the best time to do it is like if you have an expert, and you're cross-examining an mm. expert who's given like expert evidence on an issue which which arises quite a lot in most cases particularly commercial cases and um if you can beat the expert the cross-examination i think that's that's think that's a goal um that's that's what it's on my bucket list So, um,
0: oh for sure so,
1: yeah <laughs> we'll see if we can do that that's yeah. exciting
0: and like now that you're becoming a barrister and how have you found like how accessible is the space like because you said you came from a state school mm. do you feel like you're among peers or do you kind of still feel a little bit like these aren't my people
1: uh no I, I, I think I'm beyond uh caring I suppose now but um <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't see it like that anymore um I think I, I do think there's a lot, lot spoke about like obviously making the and this is my my personal opinion i think and there's a lot of really good initiatives that help right mm-hmm. but i also think it's like i think now i think from my experience of it right everyone and i haven't been through the process of actually recruiting so i don't know but i feel like chambers are really good at now making sure it's all equal right um, yeah. i think that it's blind applications now etc., which oh, help okay, yeah. um and I think the bar is so competitive. I don't know what statistics are, but it's something crazy now to get like a the people in. It's like, I don't know, is it a thousand people who just It's like 20,000, something crazy. I need to get, I just, I'll figure that out and send it to you afterwards. Um, but they're some crazy statistic and I think you just it's down to who can, who's got the most impressive CV now. Um, I know my, well, for example, my school, it was a good, good school, but they didn't really speak about going to the bar or anything like that. They didn't think that was everyone visit it's because it's so difficult to get into but i think yeah i mean some people tell us different experiences but i think also you just got to take i feel like you just got to believe you belong there um i know there's this um what's it called in imposter syndrome and i think you know, yes. i mean I was, i'm sure i've had it in at some stages but also i just believe at the same time i'm meant to be am. Um, I think you've got to have that because otherwise it will it will crush you and that that applies to any profession as well right you know yeah. you're always yeah. going to have times I don't because it's a new new thing you know it's like you know it's like when you go to the gym when I'm for example when I went to the gym for the first time in like six months I've been going quite a lot now but I went for the first time in like six months I was like I don't think I belong here <laughs> like everyone was like sweating with me you know, quite aggressive and like, obviously very fit where I wasn't. Um, I, so I think I do hear about it a lot in this kind of going into particularly like the bar and other professions, which are, I suppose, considered unique to a degree, um, it is this imposter syndrome and how to deal with it. But I just think, you know, I think it's, I'm sure people are going to shout at me. You're saying this, I just think like, well, make, give yourself confidence and feel like you belong there and that'll get you through it. You've got to have, you've got an a job. Any job in the world, you gotta have a strong mental mindset. And if you feel like every day I don't belong here, it'll eventually crush you. I I think you know if every day you're having self doubt, it will eventually crush you. You gotta you gotta believe that. Now like, uh, I've been here, and the best you know the best thing I always say is it's not about saying oh, I belong here, I belong here. Look at your results. Like not you know, I'm t- not talking about academic results. I'm talking. Give yourself like a set of examples where I've achieved this. I've achieved this against the odds. I've achieved this against the odds. I've achieved this against the odds. And that will make that will give you confidence. Confidence isn't about like just saying it into the air, and kind of. I believe this, and I believe that. You know, here about all, all that. I mean, I do believe in the law of attraction and stuff. But just saying it, I don't think it's enough. I think you have to have a set of results for you to look back on to give you the confidence to know you belong somewhere. That's that's what got me through it. Um, so I just thought, no, I do belong here. Of course, though, I would be like, I go to some of these dinners. And I'm like, oh, I've never spent like this before. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, but it's great. I mean, I love it. I love the whole experience. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's that. Be, that's probably. Going back to the initial question, which is you know, advice of people break going in is believe you belong there. Make sure you've got the, you've backed yourself up with credentials to give you that confidence, and just be open to everyone. Don't be like um, a closed book to people because you think you're different. It doesn't get you anywhere. Um, yeah, it'd be nice and some people would not nice to you then, that's fine, it's up to Um, but like if you go on with a chip on your shoulder into anything, it's just gonna hold you back.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's my advice. Yeah, and that's transferable for everything, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just general advice for anyone who wants to do anything anything in life is don't have a chip in your shoulder, be open and believe you belong there. I think whatever you want, you'll get whatever you want from it by doing that.
0: hundred percent. I'm I'm curious now what do what does solicitors, barristers, lawyers talk about? Outside of work?
1: Uh, uh, it depends which, which particular one you're speaking to. Me, I don't speak about work at all. Um, and I tried lawyers outside of work. Um, <laughs> um, but I don't know, I, uh, I don't know, me, I speak about boxing. Well, you remember, remember what I was like? I'd just be crazy about boxing.
0: Yeah, because I wanted to talk about that. Like, how how much are you engaging with it today? Because you used yeah, to play I football played... as well when the were 2 sports.
1: I used to play football to a quite, you know, relatively high level um forest King rovers i think are League one now but i was Wait, under the 18... vegan team yeah they're the vegan team yeah 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 um so i was there to wow. under 18s and then i left um played for Wolfson college like three times i think and then um scored on my, i scored on my debut scored on my debut uh, from a free That's kick it. i didn't i don't think i scored again after that but um, then um i i then went into boxing so i did boxing i've just got back into it now actually so i stopped boxing because i had a brain injury when i was a uh, when I was in undergrad and um nothing that wasn't that too severe but well well they thought it was a brain tumour initially <laughs> which was quite severe which is when I was, it was doing my I was doing my exams and I kind of I fell over bang, yeah, so this is an interview with the story to so getting back to what we speak about as barristers um but um fell over bam my head went for a scan and they I still remember it now to this day they were like um I was I just thought it was a routine check-up to make sure I to not a concussion and then it turned into something quite like you you meant to go for a CT scan, right? That's like standard if the doctor feels it. And then no, sorry, no, I correct. It wasn't that. They just kind of make sure they give you ask some questions, but sign some stuff in your eyes from what I remember. Uh, have you got concussion? No. And then the doctor's like, no, he needs a CT scan. I was I was completely fine at the time. I didn't I didn't feel concussed. Go and have a CT scan. I'm waiting outside. Then like doctors keep running in and out of the room. I was like, what's going on here? Like I I thought a, a brain bleed or something or. Like, I've, I feel like I was getting nervous. Go in. There's on the screen. It was like heart. Like a bit of my brain was covered in. Well, it looked like um like a grey spot on my brain. That didn't look good. Um, and then they thought it was a brain. Well, they didn't think it was a brain tumor, but they was quite concerned about the size of it. Had to get an MRI. Had to wait six weeks for all that. And I was like, then it wasn't. But it was a benign brain which is isn't that bad. It's like, um, but I stopped boxing because of it because the bit of box control wouldn't wouldn't ensure you with it. So. Um, but that was during my exams and then I, 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 kind of stayed into boxing, got out of it. Um, so that's what I speak going back to what I was the, the initial question again. So I'll keep going off is, um, I, I, I try and really keep work separate from like private life. Um, just cause it, it just drains you otherwise, Like you know, when I go out, I think a lot of my friends aren't even lawyers, um, I obviously have friends who are lawyers, don't get me wrong, but most people I go out with aren't lawyers, um, uh, and that's not by choice. I don't think it's just how it's all worked out, um, and I suppose yeah, like it's. I got boxing, football. I don't speak up politics. I just can't do all that. You might remember that from Cambridge,
0: but surely it intersects a lot with your work.
1: Yeah, uh, well, not really. Actually, um, okay. any of the stuff, any of the stuff I do, commercial stuff. No, never, never comes. Obviously there's like an interest in it because it's like lawyers and politicians that suppose like it's kind of advocacy they kind of people, but no, I've, I've never come across any. Obviously there are like people who do speak about politics, but I don't, I don't, again, I was never really into it at university. I just didn't really, I can't be bothered.
0: That's so interesting because you'd be a great politician.
1: You reckon? Yeah, someone mentioned that recently. Um, I, d- I don't know if i I'm, I'm, I'm if i'm too kind of i don't think i'm uh, i don't think i'll be good in like a tv interview i <laughs> i think i would just say everyone um, like yeah I, I, I yeah i feel like i'd just be like oh, uh you know how they don't, never answer the question that's always what plays but,
0: but yeah cuz you're you're also not like a bullshitter like i feel like you just say things how they are
1: yeah exactly yeah that's what kind of feel like, what i'm like and, just cause, so I, I reckon I'd be like, you know how they always t- joke how when a politicians ask a question, yeah. um, they never answer the question, they just answer something they want to answer. Yeah. I think I'd be awful at that because I would just answer the question um, because I just thought that's that's the normal thing to do um, and just the most kind of least frustrating way of dealing with it. But no, um, politics, yeah, I don't know, maybe in 20 years or so, maybe I'll give it a go, um, see what happens, yeah. a, bit, a bit of it just to see if I could do it maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, new competition. But yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. Let's see if I can become Prime Minister. Let's see if we can do it. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, sport and mass. Um, we really got into art recently. Um, oh, yeah? I don't know why. Um, I feel like i have aged 20 years by I talking it about... It. Yeah, I did. I, I just, I don't know why. Um, I like Renaissance art. Um, not that I can afford any of the ones that are like really good, but um, um, I do quite, you know, go and look at them. I find them quite peaceful to look at. So, you
0: start an um, I do
1: speak to people about art no well it's if any if it's a collection it's not going to be one that's expensive yet we have to um um i i, I did go to like I to check something out once how expensive they were and i went oh my god yeah like for like you know the collect but well, what none of them are going to be collectibles, but yeah it's an expensive kind of art range mm-hmm. but no i like it i quite like going to art galleries because you can't go on your phone and stuff which is quite nice
0: mm, yeah it's like a you, it's escapism it's another way to yeah and you see the world in a different way also you like because if if you had an interest in history, historically, it's also that comes into play. And
1: yeah, I think with um, we yeah, with art. I find I just find out how because I'm probably the most impatient person you'll ever meet. Right? Mm. I'm so I'm so impatient. <laughs> it's like if I see a queue, I won't I won't. I just go I'll go somewhere else. Oh really? Even if it's like if it's five, yeah, Pratt and for example, which always has a queue. If it has five or six people in it, I won't queue. I'll just go and find another coffee shop. I'll walk another 15 minutes not to queue. Um, Really bizarre. Um, I don't know why it is. But um, the the point I was making is that artists, I find it incredible how they have the patience to sit there and draw it. Mm. It takes days to do. So weeks. I find find the kind of artwork quite good. That's, yeah, I I suppose what I speak about. But boxing got to be careful of because I think I pick who I speak to about it Um, Mm. because um. I get quite passionate about it so <laughs> I can scare some people. So like, this guy shouldn't fight this guy. He's dodging this guy. Um, but yeah, I love, it. I've got to do a bit more, going to see some more fights now. Um, so, oh, so, yeah, I love it. Cause
0: I remember when, um, we spoke years ago, you were like, oh, I think I'd want to invest in like young people that get into boxing because, you know, a lot of people enter boxing when they get off, they're trying to like not be on the kind of
1: thing." Yeah. That's what I want to do with boxing. Uh, I have sort of started doing it now. Um, yeah, I think boxing is—it's kind of. Um, I think it was part of the curriculum in the fifties or sixties. Um, I think boxing is like. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's like it used to be a serious thing to like people did. Um, obviously, there's like the issue of head in, head injuries, which I completely agree with. I don't think it's good to be getting the hit in the head. But boxing doesn't have to be getting hit in the head all the time. It depends on what gym you go to. I used to go to a bit of an old school gym where the boxing coach was a. Uh, was, was like make sure it, you all get hit we would get hit in the head um um they um it was a i, I think it's just a good discipline to teach and i think you know i'm I'm sure a psychologist or, and a criminologist will tell me i'm wrong on this but for me i just well obviously we've got all this knife crime all these you know young lads in london and other cities getting arrested you know stabbing someone i, I mean young a lot of young guys have a lot of testosterone. Um, when they when they're growing up, I think they the guys are egged on by other guys. I find right. Um, it's like you know, it, when they put themselves in a bigger group, you yeah, know, I think I think they get worse, right? And if you just make them all go to a boxing gym or open up boxing gyms and let them all train like youth club sort of thing, I think you I, I think you would get rid of a lot of the issues. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot more issues like gangs, etc. But I think. Yeah. I think it should be promoted a lot more. Um, I think young and and, that get, and I guess and women too. When I was I've been to a lot of gyms where it's, um, there are women classes as well for women to learn how to box. And I just don't think it's a bad thing to learn how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying go out there and have a fight or anything, mm-hmm. but it does give you like that confidence to know. Oh, I mean, I've been on and off boxing for about ten years now, and um, it's it gives you that kind of confidence to know you you can look after yourself. And I think that's one thing I want, do want to. Try and get into, and I have started doing it. Is like investing in, kind of reopening of, mm. or putting money into boxing clubs to teach young young people how to defend themselves and like something, something to do as well. Um, you know, but it's not. It's a great sport because when you get into it, it's, it's it's and it's a community and it gives you kind of some people to look up to because I I haven't not met a boxing coach who hasn't been inspirational or a really good person. So um and you you learn how to be a, a good person from my life time.
0: Yeah, of course. I've always found people that box tend to have the best stories of how they like got into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um I don't like, oh, yeah, I remember how I into it. So my dad, um he's, he was a big boxing fan. Yeah. Um I must have been thirteen, fourteen. Um <laughs> my dad was like I think he was watching Mikhail Kazler versus Carl Froch 2 and I think it was in was it Manchester? Is it Manchester Not Gun? It was on. It was on Sky Box Office, and I went and watched it with him. And it, he said something like, "You know, hard guys do boxing, right?" Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I took that like a, as an insult because I ha- I don't do boxing. I didn't. So oh, right. and then on. Um, so that was on the Saturday. and By the Tuesday, I had. I had a trial lined up to go and do boxing. Oh, Mum's the amateur boxing club. I think that was it. Yeah, then I and then I started boxing from there. Um, so it was just me having this an ego really while I got into it. Um, not really an, again not really an inspirational story. I just got and my dad was telling me, uh, you need to toughen up a it, so I went to do yeah. it.
0: That's um, so funny. Yeah. Whenever I was spoken to colleagues about boxing cuz I'm like, "Oh, I I get really scared watching it." But they're like, yeah. the like the oldest sport ever. People just whacking each other." Like you know, people have done it since yeah. the beginning now.
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, Queens rules. It's kind of it's been around for well, you know, people fighting. Mm. It's like what one thing humans just know automatically how to do, right? Um yeah. and I think I I, I think like a lot of. It's, I mean, I've done a lot of sports. It's the most difficult sport I've ever done, in boxing. Like skillfully, mm. it's so difficult, mm-hmm. and it's not. Everyone just thinks it's like, just find a few punches. Like, if you put someone in who haven't fought against a guy who's boxed for 15 years, you can tell quickly the, the difference in level. It's not just a fight. You can put someone in who can maybe have, he's been in street fights and then he thinks he's kind of a great fighter. You put him in against a seasoned guy and he could be a lot smaller than him, the boxer be smaller than him. And the boxer, I put my house in that the boxer would win in the boxing match every single time. Um, And it, it's, I find it, I, I had a fight, a boxing match against this one guy. He was, um, he was, he was not skinnier than me, so I thought I was going to be fine. And he was just going around really quick. I couldn't get near him. Um, so it's, it's, it's not all about, like, how big you are. How, how Well, how hard you can hit does matter. But if you can't land it on them, it doesn't mean anything. So I suppose that's one thing to take away from it.
0: And the stamina as well. like.
1: Yeah, God, yeah, I guess you fit.
0: Even just being in the bag, I'm, like, done after 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was my first fight, I fought at... Uh, you fought at lightweight? Maybe lightweight. So I was nine stone nine stone eleven. I've never been that light again in my life, I don't think, afterwards. And um it was yeah, the craziest kind of shape I've ever been in. But you feel amazing, but it's actually kind of unattain like you can't really maintain it. Um because I remember getting to that weight, I was not eating (laughs) properly, um, going in like spawners and stuff. So um it's like great when you're there and you feel you know when you see the boxes do the weigh in and they look like in unbelievable shape. It's kind of like I've only put twenty pounds on the next day so it's um yeah it's but it's fun
0: yeah cool well i want to round it back a bit we've done like a bit of a full a full circle thing but um in regards to, like what your next steps are apart from teaching and entering the bar what kind of i guess it's links but what kind of impression do you feel like you want to leave on the world
1: um me personally um yeah, yeah personally. uh i suppose if you want something bad enough, you can go and get it. I just believe in that now. Um I hopefully I'm an example for that. Um you know, um I, there's other things like be honest, you know, be you know, be a good person, treat people nicely, etc. Because I do believe, you know, treat people treat people nicely they'll treat you nicely. Um, no matter where you're you know, I don't care if you're the CEO, you'll be nice to everyone in the building. Because just it just makes your life a lot nicer as well. Um and if people are horrible to you, just I just smile, I just giggle. Um, I don't really care. Um, But yeah, one thing I would just say is, I don't don't think I was meant to be a barrister. If you asked me when I was 16, 17, I think I failed my AS AS levels, right? I thought I was too smart. And then uh, mucked about, I thought I'd be a professional footballer. Didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got dyslexia, ADHD. I I only got diagnosed at Cambridge actually, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense when I got it. Yeah, so I went all those years. about.
0: What, 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 can I ask what your symptoms were, like how did you know?
1: It was my mother actually, I didn't realise I had it, but I was studying, I think, in the, just before I went to Cambridge, um, my bar course, I had my bar exams, um, and my, my mother deals. she's a teaching, she, she was, I think she might have retired now, <laughs> I'm not sure, she does like one day a week, but she, um, she was a teaching assistant and um, assisted um, children with dyslexia. And I think she just one day she went, the way I was studying, because I just figured a way to study for me. She was like, that's straight dyslexia. And she told me when I was at Cambridge to go into the, like, the learning center, I think it was, and get a test, and they said, yeah, you've got ADHD and dyslexia. And the, so I, it was initially a test for dyslexia, right? And then because of what I do not know what I was doing in the test center again, they were going to test you for ADHD as well. I was like, all right, <laughs> and then I got ADHD. So uh, yeah, oh, that was it. Well, I didn't get it, but I got the diagnosis then. Um, and but, yeah, I think I su- yeah, I just suppose it's just 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 choose what you want to do in life and just make sure you go for it and like properly go for it because there's there's nothing worse than having a dream which you don't really chase. It'll just burn you. It'll kill you at the end. Because all your you know be re- you know people say be realistic, but no, if you've got a dream, do it. I, I knew I wanted to be a bass after I realized that's what I wanted to do, but then I went, I properly went for it, like. As you said, I, I did crazy hours. I would do everything. Everything I got offered the opportunity to do, I'd say yes. I think that's a really important thing, is everyone's like, oh, no, make sure you take breaks and take rest. Now, I don't, I don't believe in all that. I think, you know, take your breaks when you can. Um, but like, if you, get, if you get an opportunity, do it. Go and, you never know what's gonna come off that opportunity. All, all my jobs, right, just because I said yes to things, and then I, I got approached again and again and again, because it's, you know, it's about opportunities. And when you and it's not about to say I need to take a break. Take the break when they come, when they come naturally. So sometimes I just have a, I got nothing to do on the weekend, so I'll make sure I have a really nice rest, right? But you know, I think you, in life you just got to say yes, and you obviously take breaks. Like I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a bit weird. So, but I, uh,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, are you not worried about burning out?
1: No, no, I'm not. I am. Um, I sleep well. I look after myself. Mm. Um, mm. I think what, particularly in London, I limit the amount of, amount of alcohol I have. Um, I I, I try and make sure I have a good night's sleep. I try and stay fit, and you know I eat well, drink water. I I, I read about it, so I I kind of I was worried this that was going to happen at some point. Um, but you know, you, you use the money you make from these sort of things to just make your life easier as well. So I mean, people say oh, save it, save it, save it, save it, save yeah, it. That's obviously good advice, but I think you know, you need to use your money to make sure you can carry on performing the way you are. Um, so I, I just got a PT, um, to just make sure I go to the gym, because otherwise I just, trust me, after I've, done, I've done a long day, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to the gym, but if I've paid £60 for someone, I'm not going to lose that £60 and burn, like, not turn up, so I'll go and make sure I go to the gym. Yeah. And then also, I, um, going, you know, um, I have someone who does my meals for me, because I can't cook. It's one of the things I can't do. <laughs> I can't cook. Uh, I really, really, I don't you probably never saw me at Cambridge Cooking, because I never went in there. I would just be cooked.
0: Oh, no. The only thing I remember is you make um, tuna mayo in a bowl and you'd eat like,
1: just
0: eat that. <laughs> and i like, oh, I'm eat that one. No, I do that a
1: lot. I still do that now. Actually, if I went into my flat at the moment, I think there's like, so I think there's two bowls of like tuna mayo, which I've been eating the last few days. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not my go to, tuna mayo in a bowl. Cause it's like good protein and it, I, I like the taste of it, but it's very weird. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, um, so that, that, that would just be my advice. Take opportunities if you, you know, if you, yes, take opportunities, and sometimes that means you have to miss out on stuff. I've missed out on so much. I'm quite happy to admit that I've missed out on lots. I've probably, I don't, you know, I, have, I still have, like, friends from who I've got with, but I haven't had the chance to, like, go and spend time with them, probably, like, other people with. Um I didn't go on holiday for, like, four years, because so i just be working and studying. Um, sounds nuts, but if you want it, I just, if you want it, you can go for it, but you just got to make the sacrifices to get there. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a race, um, but also, you know, I think you you've got to be disciplined, um, to get there. Um, and yeah, just take opportunities. I think it's the easiest thing cause you never know what's going to happen. And obviously most of the time you say yes, you do something for someone, a, a bit of work or something like that, and it doesn't come off, nothing happens. But I've, most, all, honestly, all the big, th- like work, bits, big, big bits of work I've ever got aren't through job applications. It's just through, it's just through cause I've done a bit of work for someone and it's paid off. So I think... I think, yeah, um, work hard, take opportunities, um, be honest. I think it will work out after
0: that. 100%, I've had such a good note to end it on. Um, no, is people Are people allowed to reach out to you if they want to?
1: Yeah, I think I'm on, on LinkedIn. Um, I wouldn't mesh, I mean, Instagram and all that. I'm not really good at replying, so and I'm not really good at replying on anything we're on here. Um, but, um, you know that, somebody trying to get me on this podcast. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's usually a good, a good, uh, a good way of doing it.
0: Okay. Well, I will link your LinkedIn um on the show notes but i just wanted to say thank you for joining us and giving you giving all your wisdom and yeah i just i think you're gonna do amazing and i just always have someone if i get into trouble with the law so <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know better call cool cow yeah say. um What was that? was that tv show better, better call cool cow. Cool. someone started yeah. saying that to me cool that's all that was it someone started <laughs> saying better call cool cow that's a bit of work good marketing right so there we
0: are perfect well thank you so much again
1: cool thank you becky
0: thank you so much again to cal for being on the episode if you liked it please rate the episode five stars or share it with a friend and you can keep up with us on instagram at impressionable i will get better at posting on there or you can follow me on my personal account at b-e-c-x-y-l-e so it's like becky lee but the second c is an x um and that's everything so I hope you have a lovely couple of weeks and I will see you next time bye